0: Today we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story against somebody cutting brakes off a bike. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I sabotaged my best friend's chance at getting an investor for her business. A major lesson I took from this is to always trust my instincts. Always, and of course, never leave my man alone with my friend, ever. My best friend and I are still friends after what happened. I stayed friends with her because she may have done something terrible to me, but she's been good to me in other ways. I met my best friend at a weight loss camp organized by a church that was partnering with a group of dietitians and psychotherapists. I was overweight and tired of looking that way. It didn't help that my kid's sister was thin and hot. Our mom was too, she used to even be a model. My parents never made me feel bad about my weight. If anything, they encouraged me and tried to make up for whatever negative comments I got from strangers outside the home. My dad was very supportive. He always stood up for me and would almost bite off the heads of anyone who tried to make the slightest negative comment about me, even his family. My sister is a model and she knows her onions when it comes to fashion, so she would help me combine outfits to help me look awesome. I could never dress down and just throw a big shirt on because of my weight. My sister would never tolerate that. Even though she was younger, she was super supportive and had a fast mouth, so god helps anyone who tries to praise her while putting me down. My mom was also supportive, but I knew for a fact that she would have preferred it if I were slimmer. I could also tell that my sister was her favorite daughter. She would much rather be seen with my sister than me. She took my sister to events all the time. I guess she was just embarrassed to have a fat daughter since she was a slender, pretty woman. I told myself that I was tired of carrying all that weight around and I decided to do something about it. It didn't even help that I'd gained access to the internet and was starting to read about all the diseases linked with obesity. My parents believed in God, but we never attended church. They just weren't church people, but we had a neighbor, an old nice lady who invited us regularly to her church. Her church organized fun teenage programs all the time so my sister and I often went for those programs with no objection from our parents. It was on one of those programs that the pastor announced that the church was sponsoring a weight loss camp. I took the flyer home to my parents and they praised my willingness to go and then went to the church office with me to make more inquiries. On the first day of camp, I was settling in when I saw my best friend. Her parents dropped her off with her brother who was also overweight. I found out later that they were twins. I had friends in school, but my best friend was different because I could relate very well to her. She was just as big as I was, maybe a little bigger. She had a beautiful voice and seemed like a kind person. I found out that her mom owned a confectionery and she regularly stuffed down the snacks, sweets and chocolates in her mom's store with her brother. It was one of those friendships where you meet someone and you just knew that you were going to be friends for a very long time. We talked about everything. When the two-week camp was over, we went home, but we stayed in touch. Her family attended the church, so whenever I went to church, we would sneak out to the bathroom and talk and talk. We started eating healthy together, and while we couldn't work out together, we would regularly share notes about our challenges with working out and other stuff. My best friend and I hardly ever talked about boys. Perhaps it was because we didn't even have any and it made sense. We weren't conventionally attractive and we were at the age where everyone was shallow and kids would make fun of you for the silliest reasons, like asking the fat girl to prom. My best friend soon lost a lot of weight. It happened too fast, and she fell ill. My mother and I visited her in the hospital, and she told me about her parents having issues because of how fat she and her brother were. She was losing a lot of weight to save her parents' marriage. I felt so bad for her that we cried together. Our moms walked in on us crying, and they excused us. That was a defining moment for me, as I'm sure it was for her. I was certain that I wanted to be her best friend. As years passed, we both lost a healthy amount of weight and looked so much better. I got a boyfriend and went to college. She went to a culinary school outside the country, but we still kept in touch. We had other friends, but we knew we were each other's best friends and we looked forward to renting an apartment together in the same city after we were done with school. My best friend was the first of the two of us to finish up with school. She moved to the city, got a job as a chef, and was earning well. I soon moved in with her too, and soon was working with the government. My boyfriend also lived in the city, so we visited our home often. My roommate was 25 at the time and had never had a boyfriend. She had never been in an exclusive relationship. I would talk to her about it and she would assure me that it didn't bother her at all. I didn't think that she may have been lying or pretending about it. I just accepted what had happened. One day I returned from work and was very tired. As usual, my roommate had prepared food for us to eat. She totally loved cooking outside where she worked because that way she could have creative autonomy and would do whatever she wanted with food. She handed me a plate and I thanked her. I don't know what I'd do without you, I said with a mouthful of salad. She sat next to me at the dining table and sighed. I have something to tell you, she said, looking into my eyes. I frowned and said, what is it? She kept looking at me. I dropped my plate of the almost finished food. Do I have food on my face? She then confessed to me that she and my boyfriend had hooked up the night before. I was shocked. She and my boyfriend hardly even spoke to each other. He had come to visit the evening before, but I wasn't home. I had told him that I would be at home, but I had to hurry off to finish some work before the next day. I begged him to stay back at home and wait for me. You should bond with my roommate anyway. You guys hardly speak, I told him. I didn't know that they both would do a different kind of bonding. My eyes glistened with tears. Why? Were you trying to hurt me? I soon started to cry. She cried too. No, no, I swear I wasn't. She then went on to tell me about the news she got from home her dad was finally leaving her mother and her mother was devastated about it she had called my best friend and begged her to plead with her father her mother was an emotional mess i had always suspected that her dad would one day leave her mom she was way too besotted with him and he carried on with life as though she didn't exist they hardly even had a marriage my best friend said that she had been hurt by the news and thought sex would make it better I forgave her, but I told her I needed space. I was going to move out, but she offered to move out instead. We eventually agreed that she would go away until we were okay again. As much as I hated my best friend for what she did, I felt bad for her. Not just about her parents, but even about her long-term singleness. I forgave her wholeheartedly and we kept being friends. My boyfriend and I broke up though because he could not forgive himself and could never look me in the eyes. It was a painful time for my best friend and me, but we found our way around it. A year later, I met someone else. His dad was quite wealthy and influential, and we hit it off. He came visiting one day, and my roommate prepared one of her nice dishes. He was impressed and told her she must let him take some away for his parents. She agreed, and his parents were just as impressed with the food too. His dad, being a businessman that he was, asked to see her. He made her an offer to invest in her dreams of owning a restaurant in the city. She came home that night shedding tears of joy. She had looked forward to it her entire life and was tired of working at the restaurant where she followed very strict rules about the cooking process. She also wanted a restaurant where she could just cook and others would eat and enjoy her food and she could be generous with her portions. We were happy about the news and she was already considering breaking her savings to hire a smart lawyer so she could get a good deal from the agreement. At that time, my best friend was seeing someone, a young man who was our age and was in law school at the time. He would come over many times, but we hardly ever spoke. At some point, I wondered if my best friend had instructed him to not speak to me. In any case, I didn't care. One day, my boyfriend told me that he thinks my best friend hates him i laughed and told him that he was being ridiculous i don't know she looks at me weirdly sometimes i said maybe because you are weird you live with your parents i joked i live in their guest house and i'm being serious i think she hates me i said don't be silly it's all because of you that she would be starting a restaurant in months i'm sure she's grateful to you for that he shrugged as i rode in the taxi back to our apartment i thought about what my ex had said my best friend had always been in the habit of being cold towards the guys i dated before i met my current boyfriend i went on a numerous dates and on the few dates that my roommate had met she had treated them coldly i could not figure out the reason for this my best friend was otherwise a nice person with a bubbly personality my boyfriend and i broke up over a fundamental difference but we stayed friends his dad was still going to invest in my best friend's business and the arrangement was still in the works I met someone else and we started going out. He was smart and very funny. I really liked him and I told my best friend this many times. As usual, she was cold toward him too and they hardly ever spoke to each other. One day my boyfriend called me to let me know he was at my house and was waiting for me. Due to what had happened in the house when I left my ex and my best friend to be alone together, I panicked. Could you wait in my room? I asked him. Sure, there's no place I'd rather be. I was sure that he was winking, I could picture him winking at me. I hurried up with work so I could go home and meet up with him. I soon finished work and returned home. It was awfully quiet in the house. I tiptoed around and as I had feared, my boyfriend and my roommate were together making out in my room. I could not believe my eyes. I tiptoed back out and went back to the office to cry my eyes out. I just could not believe that my friend would do that to me AGAIN. She knew that I was crazy about him. It was then I understood her. She only pretended to not like my boyfriend to throw me off while she seduced them behind my back. To this day, my best friend does not know that I know she made out with him. I simply got back at her by badmouthing her to my ex, who at the time was still a very good friend. I told him that she had been arrested for fraud in the past and made it a psychological topic. I wonder if these things are genetic, I lied to him. Her dad was investigated at some point in high school. I think it was for fraud too. I made up other stories about her being a dishonest person. Now that I think about it, I don't know if it was my imagination, but she was coming on to me at a time when we were together, my ex said. I smiled. Of course she was, I thought to myself. I was tempted to tell him about what she had done, but I decided not to especially since he may think I was just being vindictive with the fraud story. Naturally, he told his dad about her fraudulent behavior and the deal was called off. He withdrew his interest in investing in her restaurant. My best friend was devastated. She cried for days. And somehow I suspected that she was also sad because I'd broken up with my ex and he'd cut her off too. I knew he'd cut her off because I'd heard her call someone repeatedly and complain loudly that he was deliberately snubbing her. The smart thing to do was move out of the apartment. If I couldn't trust her with any man I was with, then it made no sense to keep living with her. I moved out and got a place of my own. We stayed friends, but I never let her meet whomever I'm dating. She is still very unlucky with men to this day. Honestly, after everything she did to OP, I'm surprised OP still kept them around as a friend in the end. Even if you were lifelong friends with somebody, if they went and slept with your partners multiple times, do you think you have the capacity to still remain distant friends with that person? I don't know if I'd be able to, I'd probably cut them off. That said, our next story is, Bully messed with my boyfriend, so I cut the brakes off his bike all my life people have always overlooked me because of how i look my stature too but mostly my face i've been told a billion times that i have one of those church qua. millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right That's betterhelp.com/.storytimepod H-E-L-P, Fire slash country girl kinds of looks. And because of that, they immediately decide that I'm an angel and I can do no harm. Well sometimes it comes as a disadvantage because people tend to hold me to a certain standard and sometimes I can't do or say what I really mean. But the advantages seriously outweigh the disadvantages. For instance, I'm usually considered first amongst my peers for leadership positions in school because the teachers think I would be more responsible than the other kids. I rarely get punished for any wrongdoing because they always have an inclination towards leniency with me and I also get the biggest serving of food during lunch. The lunch lady likes me. She says that I remind her of her daughter. Anyways, whoever said that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover is really smart. He really knows what he's talking about because I have to be the most misjudged person on earth. Sure, I can put on my mask of sweetness when I want to, but in truth, that's just the lower 10% of my personality. It's a part I channel when I'm trying to make a good impression on someone. The rest of the 90% is a part of me only known to best friends and family. That's the crazy troublemaker part, which I only let loose when I'm at home. One of the main perks to being me is the fact that I can do any crazy thing I want and get away with it, simply by hiding in plain sight. This was how I got away with carrying out an insane revenge plan against a bully in school. The dude humiliated my boyfriend, so let's just say I taught him a lesson. For you to understand the whole story, I have to explain it from the beginning. My parents split up a few years back, and I chose to stay with my mom. My dad was an abusive jerk who was so good at it that he never had to lay a hand on her. They say to use your words, right? Well, he did that. Emotional manipulation and blackmail, gaslighting... Those were just a few weapons in his arsenal. Anyways, after a few concerned friends and family talked to her, she left him and we moved to her sister's a few states away. I have to say, moving from the city to a sleepy suburban town in Oregon was not the smoothest of transitions. I was used to the fast-paced lifestyle of the city. Even the cramped-up apartments that sometimes smelled like wet socks and our hostile neighbors were missed we moved during my sophomore year summer holiday which was good because i didn't have to go through any awkward mid-session orientation my aunt we'll call her lisa had a daughter as well which was nice because i didn't have siblings so she was like the sister i never had her name is well let's call her may she was a year older than me but we were in the same class when we got to their house i was supposed to share the makeshift bedroom in the attic with my mom But May and I hit it off so well that she invited me to share her room. When I settled in, we had lunch, and May announced that she would see some of her friends. We walked to a nearby park, where they all met up to hang out. May introduced me to her friends Lola and Maddie. After a few minutes of talking to them, they fell in love with me. They invited me to a party in some senior's house, and I let May make the decision. She told them that we'll get back to them because we had to talk to our parents and stuff. On our way back home that evening, I could tell that she was really excited about the party. She wouldn't let up for one second about it. Eventually I asked her why, and she explained that her all-time crush and love of her life was going to be there. He was a senior and the point guard for the basketball team. And in her words, he was extremely handsome. She needed to go to the party to get a chance to talk to him, but that wasn't possible. I asked her why and she explained that she had been banned from going anywhere ever since she got caught sneaking out through her window. I told her to leave it to me and I was going to try to convince her parents. She was pretty sure that I wouldn't be able to pull it off. That's why it shocked her so much when I did. She asked me what I told them and how I got them to let us go to a party and I simply told her that it was a skill and the only catch was that we were not allowed to drink. We went to the party the next day and I got to meet more of her other friends. The first thing I noticed when I got to the party was that she had a lot of guy friends. Most of them were on the basketball team. I wasn't really comfortable with them because most of the jocks in my former school were jerks. A few moments later, I rose from my seat and excused myself. I got a drink in the kitchen, not booze as promised, just a Diet Coke from the fridge and walked out the kitchen door. The house was big probably the biggest in the street and it had a swimming pool at the back but there were way more people at the back than at the front so i couldn't enjoy the pool experience i turned around to walk back into the house and bumped into someone it was a guy and even though the lighting in the backyard wasn't very bright i could see that he was really handsome tall with curly brown hair and glasses he was definitely my type i didn't even notice that when i bumped into him He accidentally spilled his punch on my dress. I only turned to look at it when I felt the cold drink on my skin. He quickly apologized for his clumsiness and handed me his napkin for the stain on my dress. I thanked him and then introduced myself. He did the same. Jay was his name and he was also a junior. We talked for a while and surprisingly we had a lot of things in common. I was so engrossed in the discussion that when I checked my phone, I had a few missed calls and texts from May. More importantly, we had less than 8 minutes before curfew. I hurried back into the house, forgetting to give him my number, and met up with May, who was beaming like a little girl that got an early Christmas gift. There was no way we could get home before violating our curfew, so one of her friends decided to give us a ride in his car. I later learned that he was the one throwing the party. Thankfully, we got home with a few minutes to spare, I wanted to tell May about Jay but she wouldn't stop talking about Mike and of course the fact that he had asked her out on a date at the party. I was happy for her and by the time we were done the story of Jay never came up. We went back to school a few weeks later and by this time Mike and May were already an item. A few days into school I was walking down the hallway toward my AP English class and Jay walked out of a corner and bumped into me. We exchanged pleasantries and talked for a moment the bell rang in the distance and we had to part ways but this time i didn't forget to get his number we texted for the whole day after school and even decided to hang out at a cinema that weekend the next day which was a friday may and i stepped out of the cafeteria after we were done with lunch i think we were talking about the mall we were planning to go to after school when in the distance I saw Jay and one of the guys on the basketball team. I wanted to wave at him, but I stopped when I noticed that they weren't having a friendly conversation. The jock, Bill, who was at the party and was a friend of May, grabbed Jay by the shirt and pushed him hard against the locker. I didn't want to see what would happen next. I hurried over to Bill and told him to leave him alone. I tried being aggressive, you know, shoving him backward and trying to look intimidating but i just ended up making him laugh because he thought i was being funny yeah i should mention looking intimidating wasn't one of my strong suits that was the downside to having a face like mine most times i usually end up looking stupid he backed off anyways and walked away i asked jay if he was okay but he didn't want to talk about it so he just grabbed his books which had fallen to the ground and went to class the next day we had fun at the cinema and during the walk home I asked him what the issue with Bill was about. He explained that Bill was a bully in his math class who just liked to pick on him for no particular reason. It all started when Jay refused to give him the answers to a math homework. I told him to report the issue to the school authorities, but he said it was fine and that reporting him would only make things worse. When I knew that he wasn't going to do anything about the problem, I told May. Then she told her boyfriend, Mike, who talked to Bill and for a few weeks, all was right in the world. Jay and I started dating, and Mike and May were going strong in their relationship, until one day after the exams of our first semester in junior year, Mike decided to throw a party at his house. Jay and I had plans to go see a movie that day, but we canceled that and decided to hang out with everyone else. As usual, most of the crowd was at the pool area, but Jay and I found a nice dark corner where we could just chill. Out of nowhere, Bill and some other guys in the team stormed our spot and grabbed Jay. I tried to get them to stop but those guys were animals. They didn't listen. They pulled him to the poolside and pushed him into the water. People laughed thinking it was just a light joke between friends but I knew that Bill wasn't trying to be friendly. He wasn't going to stop messing with Jay no matter the approach I take. I was so pissed off that I left the party after Mike loaned Jay some dry clothes. Mike talked to Bill again and told him outrightly to stop messing with Jay. And even though Bill said okay while trying to play it off as a joke, it wasn't enough for me. I decided that I was going to get him back and when I do, he wasn't going to know what hit him. May and I spent the next few days at home. There wasn't much to do than help Aunt Lisa in a restaurant. My mom had gotten a job as a nurse in the local hospital and she wasn't around much. One afternoon, May rushed into the room and told me to come work my magic with her parents again. Mike had just texted her that the boys were planning to go to a biking trail, and they invited us. As soon as I heard, BIKING TRAIL? The gears in my head started to spin. There were so many accidents that could happen on a biking trail. Maybe one of those said accidents could happen to one of those boys. A boy named Bill, for instance. I told our parents, and as usual they agreed the next day i borrowed a small cutter from uncle marv's that's may's dad his toolbox and we headed out to meet them all i had to do was wait for an opening when bill abandons the bike that didn't happen for the first hour the boys were really into bmx and they rode and did stunts non-stop i was already starting to get frustrated when mike decided that they should take a break and grab something to eat from the car Bill and some of the other guys went with him to get the snacks and stuff we'd bought on the way. While the other guys were busy talking and paying no attention to me, when May stood up to receive a call, I took my chance and snapped the brake wires off the front and back tire. All that was left for Bill was to ride the bike. He did that shortly after we finished snacking. Some of the boys found a new bike stunt video on YouTube and they wanted to recreate that. Bill swore that it was going to be very easy to do so, So he and the rest of the guys, apart from Mike, got on their bikes and tried doing it. I don't know how to explain how the stunt went or what it's called, but I can describe the end. It was painful. Bill pulled off the stunt alright, but in the end, he needed to use the brakes quickly to safely stop the bike. But that didn't happen. When the brakes didn't work, he was too surprised to think fast. And before he could do something, the front tire hit a small tree root in front of him, he flew off the bike and rolled multiple times down the slopy land. The craziest thing of it all was that he wasn't wearing any safety gear. He ended up breaking his wrist because he used it to break his fall. Then he sustained some injuries on his knee, biceps and torso. He didn't hit his head though, so I guess that's a win for him. But he did have to get some stitches. And throughout the rest of the holiday, he had to stay at home to heal. But till today as promised he didn't know who cut the brakes on his bike now i totally understand why you want revenge against somebody who is a relentless bully and even when warned doesn't take anything seriously and does not stop being a bully but man cutting their brake line that's you know kind of putting their life in danger OP's very fortunate that it wasn't more serious but with that being said that's all the time we have for today